This is a re-recording and yes, it is late. Sorry about that. I just had a few issues regarding audio. So yeah, I thought I'd let you know if you didn't see my story on Instagram. But anyway, without further ado, let's get into it. Love it or hate it, opera is a performance art that has been appreciated for centuries, all the way until today. While some of us like to listen to it, some others want to be in it, using their powerful voices to convey emotions and make some grown adults bawl their eyes out, despite not knowing much of the language it's being sung in. This yarn will focus on one individual who loved opera so much that some would conclude he died doing what he loved. However, he hasn't exactly moved on, and continues to grace the theatre where his final performance was shown. Let me introduce to you Federici, the ghostly opera singer of the Princess Theatre. Hello there and welcome. I'm your host Elle, and you're listening to one of many bizarre yarns. Princess Theatre in Melbourne is one of Australia's oldest entertainment venues. You'll find it at 163 Spring Street, where it's been since 1854. Being as old as it is, you'll imagine there are plenty of stories and dramas that happened here, be they on stage or off it. But the theatre was the setting of a tragedy that took the life of an opera singer too soon. Meet Frederick Baker otherwise known by his stage name, Federici. Federici was born in 1850 in the Italian city of Florence, but lived most of his life in England. As an adult, he started a career as a diplomat, but after a while decided that it was not for him. His true calling was to be on stage. Initially, he had a few gigs as a nightclub singer, but Federici then moved on to bigger and better things, finally breaking into opera. Federici was a baritone singer when he starred in the comedic Savoy operas written and produced by Gilbert and Sullivan, such as The Pirates of Penzance and The Mikado. The productions proved to be popular, and soon Federici was touring with a doily cart opera company in America. Federici then left the company in 1887 and joined Musgrove's Opera Company and went to Australia for a tour starring in several operas. Then, on the 3rd of March, 1888, people made their way into the Princess Theatre, settled into their seats, and were excited for the opening night of the opera Faust. If you're not familiar with the opera, the plot centres on a miserable old scholar named Dr Faust, who's convinced to sell his soul to the devil and becomes young and handsome again. Although he gets what he desires, troubles arise and in this version of the story, he gets dragged to hell. Sorry for the spoiler. Federici played Mephistopheles, the devil's scheming representative. The character in the opera usually wears a gaudy red costume with a cape, 
clearly denoting his evil nature to the audience. In the very last scene, when Mephistopheles takes Faust and descends down to hell with him, they implemented the dramatic effect by having the two characters fall in through a trapdoor. However, while the characters fell through, Federici had a heart attack and was found unconscious by backstage staff and took him to the green room. They attempted to revive the singer, but their efforts were in vain. Federici had already died. They decided to wait for the curtain call to finish before they broke the news to the rest of the cast. When it was finally over, the backstage crew told them of the news that their fellow cast member had just passed. The other cast members were in shock. It couldn't be true. After all, Federici was right there during the curtain call, bowing alongside them. But it was true. The man had taken his last breaths not too long ago and perhaps the man bowing with them was likely his spirit. Meanwhile, the crowd wondered why there was no encore, despite them calling out and requesting one. It wasn't until the later days that the singer's death was announced in the tabloids. Federici was buried in the Melbourne General Cemetery, and his wife and children returned back to England. However, the opera singer stayed right where he was, at the Princess Theatre. Subsequently after Federici's death, staff and performers at the theatre noticed that at times they could feel cold spots on stage and below it. Sometimes lights would switch on and off during a production, and nobody claimed responsibility for it happening. Some people have claimed to see a strange light bobbing around, assuming it was an usher with a torch, but later realised that there was no one behind the light to have held it. Other times, people have felt someone brush up against them or even nudge them, but when they look back, there was nobody at a close enough proximity to them to have done it. And exactly how did people know that this entity was even Federici? Simple, the ghost can sometimes be seen. Apparently, people in the theatre have described seeing a handsome man wearing an old-timey black suit in the middle either in the second or third row or just hanging out anywhere within the theatre. Sightings of Federici have spanned over the two centuries since he was deceased. In 1900, a member of the fire brigade was installing a new fire alarm system in the theatre. As a way to communicate that he was going well, the fiery would punch a time clock hourly, and this would set off a light on a switchboard, signalling that the worker is okay. However, if the fireman didn't punch the clock after a while that he was due to, the brigade would come to the scene. So when the light didn't come on for a while, the brigade assembled and went down to the theatre. Who knows what had happened to their comrade, so it was better to be safe than sorry. When they arrived, they saw that there was no fire or emergency waiting for them. When they entered the building, they found the fellow firemen cowering in the corner, pallid and in a state of fear. They asked them what happened, and the fireman replied that he opened a sliding panel on the roof for better ventilation, when he saw a strange man standing on the centre stage. 
He wore an old-fashioned evening suit, a cape, and a top hat. He also had his hair parted in the middle and was slicked down. However, the man was far from human. Apparently, the fireman said that he could see right through the stranger on stage as if he were made of glass. And when they made eye contact with one another, this man's eyes eerily glowed. Could it have been Federici? After all, he had styled his hair the exact same way that the fireman described. 17 years later, another strange sighting was described by Betty Beddoes, the wardrobe mistress in charge of the costumes for the upcoming production, The School for Scandal. At around 3 in the morning, she was still working when a night watchman popped his head in the door and asked her if she wanted to see a ghost. Curious, she decided to go have a gander and off they went. They saw a man sitting in the dress circle wearing an old-timey suit, but his white shirt seemed to be glowing in the moderate light. She could just about see that the hair at his temples were greying. They observed him for about 10 minutes or so before going back to their duties. In a June 1996 issue of Who magazine, singer-actress Rachel Beck told of a time she was starring in a production of Beauty and the Beast when on stage, a stranger caught her eye. He was sitting in the middle of the dress circle, silently clapping after every number in the musical. However, it seemed that it was only Beck that saw him. The late singer Rob Guest had a couple of strange things said to him regarding performances in the Princess Theatre. When he was performing in a production of The Phantom of the Opera, a woman had written to him that she had seen a strange man in dated clothes standing by Guest. Additionally, during a production of Les Miserables, an usher had asked him why he was at the dress circle when he should have been backstage preparing for the scene. Guest told him that he was in fact backstage, so the usher must have seen someone wearing period clothing aside from the actor. Other personalities that claimed to have encountered Federici were Marina Pryor, Lisa McCune, and the late Bert Newton. Federici, despite surprising several workers and guests, is described to be a benign ghost. He never seems to be mischievous or bad. If anything, he just loves to watch the performances that are on stage. On every opening night for a new production showing at the Princess Theatre, staff always reserve one seat in the middle of the dress circle just for him. The Mariners, who own the theatre, don't intend to exercise him and leave him be. They even named the in-house restaurant after him. Now, do you believe that a ghost actually haunts the theatre? Some people may think that sightings of Federici may be optical illusions or a figment of one's imagination, especially if they were aware or open to the idea that a ghost apparently lingers in the place. The sensation of someone brushing past you may be a HVAC issue that is present in the rather old building. I don't know. But I don't mind believing that a friendly ghost lives in the theatre and spends his time watching musicals, concerts and plays for the rest of his posthumous days. I personally think that it gives the theatre a bit of magic. 
Anyway, that's the end of this rather short yarn. I did say on Instagram that I'm going on a mini hiatus after this. Truthfully, if you're a retail or even just a customer service worker, you know how chaotic Christmas can be. I've just been physically and mentally drained in the past couple of weeks or so, and at this point I just want to prioritise my well-being. I know you guys understand, and I want to thank you all for the supportive responses. So as always, go tell your friends, family, co-workers, and the retail worker that is showing you where something is in the store. Constructive criticism is always welcome, but please be nice about it. Also, follow me on Instagram if you haven't already. That's the place I'm active the most, and all updates and news can be found there. Alright, enough yapping. It's time for L's R&R. And like I say all the time, lock your doors and windows, stay safe, and don't forget to put out the cookies and milk for Santa, or else Krampus will come for you at night. Catch us later! Thank you for tuning in to Bizarre Yarns. This episode was researched, written and edited by El Host. Now, we're all here to have a good time. We all have different backgrounds, ideas and opinions and I would like to ask you to please be respectful and mindful of other listeners and followers. If you have any questions or just want to give your two cents, contact me via email or Instagram, Twitter, all of which are in the show notes. Again, I'm grateful for you listening and I look forward to the next yarn. Thank you.